welcome to Universal After Dark, a universal podcast that's not the same as all the others. Hi and welcome to this week's Universal After Dark. I'm your host, as usual, Amanda, aka Boston White, and I'm joined today by two of my best friends in the whole universe. So we have Nick. Hello. And we have Luke. Hola. How are you guys? Muggy. <laughs> the weather in England, if you're not from England, has not been the best for the last couple of weeks. I just don't think it knows what it wants to do. The thing is, like at the moment, it's and I, I, I can't even talk in English. I don't I, I can't convert to American, but it's like nineteen degrees at the moment and it's almost ten o'clock at night. So it's very humid. I mean, what's nineteen degrees? It's gotta be eighty or something. Eighty five maybe. I don't know. Yeah, somewhere around there. Yeah. Sure. Um and but and it's been raining all day as well. So you couldn't wear a rain jacket. Um and it's just very hot. Yeah, it's 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 not good. No, my hair has grown about ten sizes in the last couple of weeks, honestly. No <laughs> point got, even doing it anymore. Have you got like an Elvira <laughs> beehive or something? It's like have you seen that episode of Friends where Monica goes to like Jamaica or Barbados or something? Yeah. That's yeah. me. Frizzy Monica hair. <laughs> Absolutely. I cannot handle British humidity. <laughs> it's not good. But other than that, how are you guys? Yeah, I'm good, thank you. I'm good. good. Super good. good. Awesome. So we didn't record a podcast episode last week because we were expecting an announcement of Ghostbusters. And then every day I was like, no, it's going to be today. No, for sure it's going to be today. And we were like, okay, there's no point in recording an episode when we're going to have to maybe record an episode the next day about Ghostbusters. Anyway, and it's been very quiet on the news front for a little while. Since Hagrid's opened, there hasn't really been much going on. Yeah, I'd, I'd say that's probably about right. I mean, I've been seeing some stuff. Should we just quickly do part news? Should I insert a jingle here? Universal Theme Parks News Roundup is sponsored by WP Magic Journeys. To find great prices for your next Disney holiday, as well as letting someone take the stress of booking your fast pass and dining reservations, contact Wendy at WPMagicJourneys.com or WP Magic Journeys on social media. Mention Diz After Dark for $25 off your deposit. It is a smart way to book your dream Disney holiday. Okay. Those. Um, <laughs> I'm so professional today. So, I know. <laughs> compared to usual, <laughs> I mean, I've been reading up a lot about the construction with the the new Jurassic Park ride. All right. Um, because obviously the construction's going well on that. Uh, Juice open, I think next spring or mm-hmm. late spring. Um, so that's good. That's good. That's happening. And then I there was a video going around on, on YouTube where somebody was talking about the plans that they'd seen and. Um, the construction so far and what they thought that meant. And I hadn't seen the video, but somebody said, oh my gosh, the Jurassic Park ride is going to have a top hat. And I I honestly thought that somebody had turned around and said uh, that it was going to be like a top hat on the show building or something. And I couldn't <laughs> work out on. And then I watched the video and I was like, oh, you mean one of those things? Yeah. <laughs> So uh, you were yeah. not as impressed as you would have uh, been if it was a legitimate top hat. I mean, look, I cannot <laughs> explain why a Jurassic Park <laughs> have a top hat because unless the third film stars Chris Pratt dresses Abraham Lincoln for the entire film, which I hey, look as ludicrous. As the <laughs> I mean, film. maybe. Well, look, I mean, the second film was so ludicrous that that would probably just be on par um, in, in terms of craziness, but. Um, yeah, what they were referring to is one of those, for those who don't know what Top Hat is, because I didn't, and I'm an idiot, it's one of those launches where you go vertically up in the air and kind of twist and then come down the other side. I feel like we actually had this discussion on the podcast a few weeks ago, and I don't know whether it was about the Jurassic World ride or whether it was a ride at Bush Gardens that we were talking about it was something i distinctly remember looking at plans for something and being like okay this is going to have a top hat and then i googled what the exact definition was so that i could educate everybody on it yeah i definitely don't <laughs> <laughs> well thanks for listening to universal after that <laughs> i'm glad that everybody listens to me 
it's, to be fair, you know, when you start talking about technical terms, like I'm so I'm so like out of touch with roller coasters that like it just glides over me. Pretty much how a ride should be, actually. Um, <laughs> I, I appreciate that now. I'm kind of understanding rides a bit more and I'm going on more rides. This should all kind of come in. Like I didn't know what uh, a Cobra roll was until a year ago or so. Um, I don't know what a Cobra roll is. It's, it's what they have on the Hulk. Um, oh, the very maybe? first launch. Yeah. 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 That one oh. with kind of like twist. Yeah. Like a Cobra. I've always called that a zero G roll. <laughs> Well, I don't know. Yeah, but I don't. <laughs> I, that's the thing. I don't know if a cobra roll is the official term or it's the term that's been given to it by some ride manufacturers. Because that's another thing as well. When you look at, and I don't, I don't really know when I see that something is made by. Uh, is it the coma? Is that the one? Yeah, I think so. I don't, I don't even pronounce it, but you know, they they will have that same ride system used in other parts like rock and roller coaster um for example which is the same in paris at the moment and the same in, in uh, hollywood studios there's a version of that that's in uh, a, a holland a theme park in holland it's it's nearly all outdoors uh-huh. oh. it's the exact same ride and when you look at it 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 you know it's got an actual name so that ride that style of ride that particular track has an actual name and I had no uh, idea that that was a thing. I mean, I do. There's quite a few um, coaster YouTube channels that I watch that I get my coaster education from, um, and they they are very educational. I'll link you to some of them. Um, but I think it's I think it's super interesting. Yeah, I I mean, when you think about the mechanics of how a ride works and how they get it to do the things that it does and how it, they they create the experience that you you get and the feelings and the, and the G-force, like Luke said, you know, it, it's very kind of scientific, really. It is, it? and Luke, you did a, a coaster tour at Bush Gardens, didn't you, where they, like, took you backstage and, like, talked you through, like, a lot of the mechanics of, was it Sheikra? Yeah, it was, like, Sheikra, Cheetah Hunt. And Cobra's Curse. Like, I yeah. would think that that was really, really interesting. Like, if they're doing that at Bush Gardens this year, I'm so damn doing that. Heck yeah. Yeah, it was 100% worth it if you're into coasters. Yes. And you got to climb to the top of Sheikra too, didn't you? Yeah, well, it was an elevator. I wanted to take the stairs, but oh. that wasn't allowed. Oh. <laughs> Health and safety. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so, moving away from the news for one minute. We've got how we start the show. It's been such a long time since we recorded. Oh, shoot. <laughs> With oh. what we're drinking. So, oh. Nick, I'm going to come to you first. What are you drinking today? Uh, I mean, you could guess that I was drinking Cherry Pepsi Max, but I'm just about to start week three of no Cherry Pepsi Max. <gasps> um, or, or any fizzy drinks. If it's, I just, just this evening, I had a Pepsi for the first time, but I've gone off diet drinks um, because I've far too many of them and I know they're not good for me so I've just got now unfortunately some uh, flat fizzy water uh-huh. Luke are you drinking anything fancier? I'm pouring a cup of Publix tea oh, cold tea? If, if I can get it out of the fridge uh, oh yes cold tea, tea. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> what is sweet tea? what is the difference? Oh, I, see I don't know shit ton of sugar in it is yeah. that all there is? like yeah Oh, I don't think I've ever tried it. But I am drinking a delightful glass of raspberry lemonade that Ash just brought me because I texted her downstairs like, hey, I forgot to bring a drink. Please, can you make this one? <laughs> raspberry lemonade? Is it, is it pink? It is pink. Oh, okay, because a lot, a lot of raspberry stuff we get here is blue, isn't it? Yeah, this is pink. Nice. Yep, that is that is that is a, a good. That sounds good. Like everything British raspberry is blue, and I've never understood that. No, no. But this is not raspberries after dark. This is universal after dark, and we have super <laughs> exciting news to talk about today about look, Halloween Horror Nights. Yeah, so look, I mean, there's not much going on in the parts. The next episode, yeah. the next episode, we are going to um, 
be talking about food at Universal because it's something I yes. really want education on. So we did say that we're going to do that for the next episode. So let's leave part news where it is because, mm-hmm. as Amanda quite rightly said, this week is all all about Halloween Horror Nights. HHN News and Rumours is sponsored by HHNUnofficial.com, the home of Halloween Horror Nights news and rumours all year round. For all things Halloween Horror Nights at both Hollywood and Orlando, visit www.hhnunofficial.com. Exactly. So do not fear non-Halloween Horror Nights fans. We'll have an episode just for you next week. But we have been waiting for this announcement for the longest time. Like, how many weeks has it even been since the last one? It's been way oh, over a month. God. Yeah. The last way over was, a month. Well, the last one was Yeti, wasn't it? It was. Yeah, it's got to be a, a good good three, four weeks ago. Easy. Yeah, it like minimum. And we only have seven weeks left to go until the event starts. Seven weeks many yesterday. How many houses have we got left? Is it four? So... For if we don't include the announcement from yesterday. So it was getting a pretty tense time. We were like, Mm. what is happening? Why are they leaving it so late? And this is something that I always wonder about for the the general Halloween Horror Nights goer. So someone who's not all over the forums and not all over the rumours and things like that. How could you expect somebody to buy tickets to your, your event if they don't know what's there? This year has been very frustrating. I think more so because we've heard a lot of rumours. Like we've been sitting on this for quite a while now. Mm-hmm. And I mean, Universal have not helped with this one because they've fueled the fire on numerous occasions themselves. Um, but until you announce it, it's not announced. Do you know what I mean? Like, plans change. And That's it. You know, you cannot... You know, I would not be booked... I wouldn't have booked to go this year... I would I would have booked this year for this IP, but what I mean is I wouldn't have booked for this year's trip if I didn't know what was going to be there. Yeah, and I think, you know, maybe we take it for granted a lot of the time that we know what the event's like. Like, I, th- There'll probably never be a time in my life when I'm like, nah, I'm just going to wait and see what's announced and then I'll decide if I'm going to go. I will most likely go every year. Um, but I always do just wonder about what the the general the general public well there's a difference isn't there because like luke is local right mm-hmm. i mean more local than us you're still not local local but you're more local than we are um you know you don't have to get on a plane to get there mm-hmm. um, you know we do but the thing is for for us to go from the uk it's a massive investment right even if you do it like cheap stay on i drive don't stay on, on universal property um you know when you just get a cheap hotel and flights and your tickets you're looking at a good five six hundred quid for a few days mm-hmm. you know it, that's easy easy and that's that's if you've got good pricing um sometimes it'll cost you double that craig's paid double that um and so the thing is it's not always gonna be within your budget to do that for everyone you know, yeah. some people will, will go, that's what they want to do every year. Therefore, I know it's going to cost me X. And so I need to save X amount of money up by this time. And you can do that. But most people aren't like that. And, you know, like with Stranger Things last year, I thought, oh, my God, I really wish I could go. I couldn't, I couldn't afford to go. Um, so that was it. Now, had that been announced more in advance, I might have been able to have done something. So I, I do think that with the locals, and obviously, you know, a lot of locals go to Halloween Horror Nights, announcing stuff late isn't that much of a problem. But I do think that when you've got to pick and choose when you go, you are going to do that based on what's announced. Yeah, definitely. And I mean, it's not like this year is a kind of one-off we 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 do tend to have late announcements and you know in the past it'd be that all the houses would just get dropped on one day but I think that this maybe just felt like it was such a long time to announcements because our first announcement was back in March yeah and and again I, I I'm pretty sure by this time last year we nearly knew the entire lineup yeah, well, I think that we had maybe... Well, actually, I don't know, you know. I don't think that we did. 
because I think that the scare zones got announced or a couple of scare zones got announced early on. Well, not even early on. I think probably around this time. Um, but I don't, I don't know. I think it just feels like it's later. And I do. I am just considerate of how if I wasn't as into the event as I am, would would I want to go to something when I don't know what's there? Like, for example, me and Luke are going to go to Howler Scream this year. Mm-hmm. And I feel a little bit differently because I've never been there before. I don't know what to expect anyway. I know that they do all original houses. So it doesn't really matter what they announce. But if I was going to go somewhere like the Warner Brothers thing, I would want to know what they were going to have there before I bought my tickets. Yeah. Yeah. No, absolutely. And the thing is, so it's a, it's a big investment. Even for local people, it's still a big investment. So you want to know that you are going to expect to see the things that you want to see. Like We like scare zones, right? But I'm not going to pick, uh, I'm not going to go to Halloween Horror Nights because there's a scare zone about an IP that I like. Or there's mm-hmm. a theme. Do you know what I mean? Like a scare zone's a scare zone. It is about the houses. It is about the mazes. And, you know, the right IP can kind of make or break that. And this IP announcement this week is, uh, I think, is up there with the the biggest that they've, they've ever done. In terms of the size of the mm-hmm. IP. Now, I've seen a lot of... It, what's, what I found interesting is it's really divided people. Yes, it has. Really, really has. More than I expected to. Because, interestingly, no one's really negative about Ghostbusters. Like, no one's turned around in, in either side of the argument and said, Ghostbusters isn't a very good film. Or yeah. I don't care for it. Everyone seems to have, like, a connection with it of some kind. But the the kind of uh, anger in certain circles because well it's a comedy it's not a horror film. Um, now the thing is, and I'm I, you know it's a little bit different for me because I was I was born uh, when Ghostbusters had come out. You know I was a year mm-hmm. old, so Ghostbusters um, was you know part of my life from a very young age, right. Ghostbusters for you guys is something you'd have, you'd have been introduced to at some point. Yeah. But, you know, when I was four, maybe, the cartoon series started. So I grew up with that cartoon, which then led me to go and watch the films. Then Ghostbusters 2 came out. Um, and I, I couldn't get to see the cinema, so I had to, you know, desperately wait for it to come out on video. But, you know, Ghostbusters was something I, I was aware of from a, you know, from a young kid. And it was probably the first horror film I ever saw. Because whether it's actually scary, scary or not, is not the point. But it's got ghosts. It's got jump scares. That's it. And I feel like sometimes people will take the horror section a little bit too seriously. And I think if... If that's the kind of thing that you're looking for and you want stuff that's literally going to make you cry from fear at every angle, things like independent horns are maybe a little bit more suited. Yeah. And I don't know. I like Because I've been going to Horror Nights for such a long time and I've seen so many different things at Horror Nights, like... There was one year at, um, they had an Islands of Adventure and it was, you're walking through the Marvel superhero islands and they had like carnage and stuff there. Mm. And I just think, imagine if they turned around now and said, okay, we're going to do like carnage. I mean, Ryan would be booking his ticket <laughs> right away. But, um, yeah, that, that, that's the thing. I mean, I was talking about this on another podcast the other day because they asked me about how I... I I cope with Halloween Horror Nights and said not particularly well because I'm not a huge lover of, of horror and having the bejeebas scared out of me. Now, the thing is, like, once I kind of get used to it and I'm in that zone, I'm fine with the whole whole event. But I've really got to psych myself up for it because I don't love horror in the same way that other people do. Mm-hmm. And I think certain years, um, there's definitely been, it's definitely lent more on the horror side of things then it's it's lent towards like the, the Halloween. And Halloween to me is that combination of fun and horror. Yeah. 
you know, it's bringing the two together and making it more accessible. And, um, you know, I think some years it has been a bit much. And at the end of the day, Universal want people to go and they want people to spend their money. If it's too scary, if it's too intense, um, they're going to lose a lot of people that are not going to want to go because it's going to be too intense for them. So they've yeah. got to balance it a little bit. I agree. And I, I just feel like I'm the kind of person, I'm a kind of Horror Nights fan that appreciates things for what they are. And I appreciate film and I appreciate genre films. So I'm excited at the thought of experiencing an immersive Ghostbusters house, the same way that I was excited to experience Poltergeist. And we had this conversation on the podcast last year about Poltergeist, Mm. where we were like, I don't know how they're going to make this into a house. Nothing particularly scary happens. You know, excited to see how they're going to do it, but it seems a little bit strange because it's, although it is a horror film, it's not very scary. Wasn't it as well, in the same way that Ghostbusters was a PG? Yeah, yeah. And then that turned out to be one of the scariest houses of the year and one of the most popular houses of the year. You know, going through that underground section of that house, I was legitimately terrified. And I'm seeing Poltergeist a bajillion times. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Like, I think that people... And these are the people that have been going to the event for years and I feel like they're just not putting their faith in the creative team when they know the things that they can do. I think that all of the members of creative are passionate about Ghostbusters. I think the majority of them have played a Ghostbuster in the park at one point or another. (laughs) And I think it's going to be an amazing house. I definitely think it's going to be scary. There is scary things in Ghostbusters, like the library ghost. Well, exactly. I mean, I was terrified of that when I was little. That's that's what I mean. I said, like, you know, it was my birthday last week, and um, I wanted my daughters to watch Ghostbusters for the first time because uh, one of her friends watches it, and she's got like the Playmobil toys, so she's been interested in it. I was like, well, let's watch it then. It was the first time I'd watched it for quite a long time, and she was okay with it. I was quite surprised, but she did say that um, you know, Zool kind of got her a bit scared. She didn't let it show, but it, you know, it did plan her mind a little bit. So it is, it is kind of creepy. There are things in that film that are creepy. But the one thing I will say to Universal, and you can have this for free, Universal marketing, right? If you are not selling it in your gift shops, if you haven't gone all out on Yankee Candle, toasted marshmallow candles, <laughs> you are doing something wrong because I expect that house to be stinking of toasting marshmallows and I want to mm-hmm. buy a candle of that scent when I leave that park. So go for sure. I'm also super hoping that we have like I know that puppets have played a giant part in the event over the last few years and I've loved every single one, but I'm really hoping to see huge terror dog puppets. I think they'll be awesome and so scary. Well this was a question I was going to ask Sorry, Luke, not to not to like this do a disservice to you, but maybe a man. I just I thought you might have more of an answer. But do you know if they've got anything left from the old shows? Well, I was actually talking about this in the video that I recorded yesterday because I would like to think that they do, but I'm very unsure about it. Mm. Yeah, because long it would be... time now, wasn't it? I think it was. Yeah. Late it closed in closed. yeah, closed in nineteen ninety six to be replaced by Twister, hmm. and they had fantastic sets in there. So they had the Temple of Goza in like as a as a huge stage set, and so I would really love to think that they did keep that and that we'll see that in the house, or maybe we'd see some of the the puppets or the animatronics that were used in there. Yeah, I would like to think so, didn't they? As well, they did. Yes, they did. They did. So I would like to think that they've all been kept in a big storage warehouse somewhere and that we will see them. It would be super nostalgic for me, especially. Um, But I just don't know. I don't know. I'm hoping that um, Creative will do one of those roundtables again for the UOAP years where we can ask questions and that's 100% a question that I'd be wanting to ask them. I, I, I mean, you know, we know it's because of the press release that it's it's all going to be about 1984. 
it's not mm-hmm. going to be Ghostbusters 2, um, as rumours alluded to, um, or the the reboot, recent reboot. Um, so it's just going to be based on the original film. And I was trying to work out how I would like to see them do something like Stay Puft, and all I can think of is for them to have him looking down at you. Yeah. That would be amazing. I, quite easy to pull off, actually. Yeah, when I was kind of thinking about it yesterday, I thought that maybe we'd have, like, big New York street sets and then, like you said, like, stay puffed, like, kind of, but like, behind the set looking over. Mm-hmm. And then maybe another scene of him on fire. <laughs> 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 and then that could smell like this as marshmallows. <laughs> But I think it's going to be an awesome house. It, it really did upset me when I saw so many people were being down on it. But the same people that were saying things about Stranger Things last year and how that had no place at the event and Stranger Things was probably one of my favourite houses that I've ever been through. The other thing as well with some of the reactions to Ghostbusters, one of the ones, one of the first negative ones I saw was, oh, well, that's going to bring the kids in this year, so that'll be fun. Now... You know, correct me if I'm wrong, but I'm 36 and Ghostbusters is almost like a dream IP for me. I don't really think many teenagers, young teenagers, are that bothered about Ghostbusters in the way that I am. No, they're definitely going to be more interested in things like Stranger Things. Yeah. So, again, I just thought a a very kind of weird argument. You know, were, were these same people moaning when they were doing Halloween 4 uh, that it was catering to too much of an older audience? Like, I mean, it's just... Oh. People just love a moan. They do, and it baffles me because, they, you know, these people keep coming every year and they'll keep enjoying it every year, but then they'll never say afterwards that they really actually enjoyed the house. But then I look at things like Trick or Treat too, and Trick or Treat, again, is something that I don't think is particularly scary. And I'm all about being terrified i'm all about you know i'm deathly afraid of scarecrows scarecrows is my biggest fear mm. and so for me going through scarecrow the beeping was the scariest house that i've ever been through i felt traumatized after it the same with things like dead exposure it was horrifying because i'm afraid of the dark yeah and not being able to do where i'm going and not feeling like i'm in control and Whilst I love houses that are like that, and I do love a gory house, I also really like a house where I can appreciate the story and I can feel like I am a part of this film. And it is, although it's a softer, lighter kind of horror sci-fi, it is still it still deserves its place at Halloween Horror Nights. No, a hundred percent agree. Um, and on your kind of fears and stuff, um, the reason I didn't want to go back through the Fallen um, when me and Craig went was because I found it too dark and I couldn't really see what was going on, and I didn't like it. I just kept making up excuses to why I didn't want to go back to do that house. <laughs> I, that, was, that was the truth. I, I, I admitted on another podcast the other day that, um, like. I, I don't like Halloween Horror Nights in terms of how it makes me feel and how anxious it makes me feel. Because I really have to psych myself up to do it. This year will be slightly different because there's more people, and because I did it a couple of years ago properly, because uh, I'd only done like one house previously, I understand it a little bit more now, and I'm a bit more prepared for it. But so that when I went with Craig the first time, like every house, I was really psyching myself up inside. It was really causing me like my head to hurt. Um, so this year is going to be. I think really fun. All the houses so far sound great. Some of them do sound horrific um, anyway, <laughs> still. Um, and again, I think that's why it's good because Stranger Things is also that kind of balance where it's going to be scary, but not, you know, run for your life scary. Well, I don't know. After watching season three, I think it's going to be terrifying. You reckon? Oh, Honestly, yeah. like I, I rewatched season three again a couple of days ago just so I could try and like pick yeah, parts out that I think. Of course, you know, <laughs> I've watched it three times already. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. <laughs> um, but I was trying to pick out parts that I thought would be maybe in the house. And I was like, holy shit, this is actually like the flair in this is terrifying. Like imagine being face to face with that in a house. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I, I think... I mean, I yeah, I think we are going to see the flyer. I think we're probably also going to get, depending on how much of season three we get, 
but I think we're also going to get people like the Rat Lady. Yes. Um, where they don't they don't look particularly terrifying, but their actions and their mannerisms will be quite scary. Um, for sure. I mean, I'm just hoping for some shirtless Billy. <laughs> we won't be the real one. But um, I mean, anyone that's playing Steve or Billy or Hopper, I'm just going to schedule dates with you now. Fair play. Just I wish I wasn't. I wish I wasn't playing <laughs> Hopper that weekend. Well. Um, but um, you know, I, I would love, I would love to see the Starcourt Mall. I don't think we we necessarily will. I think that might be a bit a step too far. But um, you know, that whole last episode and a bit is just phenomenal. For sure. I was actually thinking yesterday, and I, I did mention it in my video too, about the scene where um, they go into the gap and they're hiding behind the counter and then like mm-hmm. the flayer's tentacly arms are like reaching through. I thought that could potentially be in the house as like puppets. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you, reckon we're, really cool. a, do you reckon we're going to get a massive flayer then? Yeah. Yeah, I, I really, I feel like this is creative's opportunity to go wild. Do you think we'll be walking out the house um, and they'll be playing the never-ending story? 100%. Oh my gosh. 100%. I think <laughs> I, that will for sure be the final scene. <laughs> I will be disappointed if we don't walk out to that. I will be honest. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Susie's the reason. Yeah, she, uh, yeah, that yeah, hurts my feelings yeah. greatly. <laughs> Never cried so much in my life. Susie, Susie is the uh, Stranger Things version of uh, the rat in Avengers Endgame, and it's not really a spoiler, Amanda. Don't worry, you've already had the yeah, I've seen it. Like the rat. <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll see you later, Luke. Um, <laughs> but I mean, the thing is, like you said earlier, Amanda, like we've got seven weeks, mm-hmm. so. You know, oh, yeah. when when do we think we're going to get another house announcement? Because I would guess now they've got to start coming thick and fast. I imagine that we're going to get one probably every week at this point because I think last year the last announcement was towards the end of August. But bear in mind that it started a week later last year than it's going to this year. Mm. So I think it's going to have to be one a week now. Yeah, yeah it's play catch up. But then we have scare zones and shows on top of that. I do find it weird that we've not had one single show announcement yet. No, I know. And there was like rumours that Academy Villains weren't going to come back and then that they are coming back. And I'm like, I don't know. We'll stop playing with my emotions. <laughs> I, if, if I was honest, I would have no problem with Academy Villains coming back. But I think they need to do something else to Bill and Ted stage. A hundred percent. I think that Academy Villains needs to go back onto the street. I think that I, I personally liked that vibe a lot better. I felt more like I was at like a festival kind of setting. I'm not really big on going and sitting and it's the same with theme parks during the day and kind of nighttime shows. I don't really tend to go and sit down and watch shows. So I do prefer to watch out in the street, but I think that we need a, brand new show that's going to fit in with the theme of this year in the Bill and Ted stage. I mean, Bill and Ted's would be ideal. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I mean, I think we, you know, a lot of us still lament it and, you know, it's a new film coming out. So we're all excited about that. And that would obviously be wonderful to bring it back. But to be honest, I'm, uh, you know, I, I'm quite happy for something new. I I'd just... really love a Ghostbusters show in the same kind of line as Bill and Ted's. I think I think um, even just doing some kind of like eighties retro thing where you had like a DJ playing like almost like having like a dance party or something that's like eighties tunes would be maybe would be, like, a good laugh. But I think we for sure need something that's going to eat up a lot of the crowd, especially with with Stranger Things being bigger and better than ever. I think. the crowds are going to be insane this year Mm. and we do need something that's going to eat up a big chunk of that crowd a couple of times a night and I just don't think that only having one dance show as much as I love it is going to be enough I'm really surprised considering that they own it why 
and bearing in mind, like, you know, Bill and Ted wasn't stopped because people didn't find the show funny or anything like that. Um, it did get in trouble sometimes. We know that as well. But, um, you know, have something comedy based there. I don't know why I didn't try and do some kind of Saturday Night Live thing. Mm-hmm. It's almost like topical skits. Well, that was rumoured for last year mm. that there was going to be a Saturday Night Live type show. And then it it just didn't seem to materialise. So maybe that is something that they'd be working on this year. I'd be down for that 100%. Yeah, you don't need to have the performance from the show. Just the just the concept of having, you know, a group, you know, a group of of improv actors or comedy actors that are just, you know, creating skits based on, you know, current affairs and stuff. That's For that's sure. it. You don't need to have, you know, Keenan or, or you know whoever uh, actually be there to do it. But just the name and the recognition of what they do would be enough. But. I'd much rather see that than another dance show in there. I think it needs to be something a bit different. 100% agree. 100%. I'm just nervous because there's so little time left. <laughs> Are you talking about on, on this episode or before the, the actual... Both. Uh, I mean, we're for sure <laughs> not going to do a super long episode tonight because I've got to get away to do Midnight Movie Club before it actually does get to midnight. Yes. Um, but I'm nervous because, yeah, seven weeks, not a long time. I imagine that the final announcement will come probably mid-August. So I wouldn't be surprised if we got another announcement maybe Monday. Well, as early as that. Yeah, I feel like maybe we'll get something about Square Zones on Monday or an original house on Monday. And then maybe another house announcement on Thursday or Friday. Do you think do you think that it's too late for them to include cats in this year's lineup? <laughs> I haven't even watched that trailer. Honest, I saw I it trending. Honest, honest to God, you've got to see it. Like everybody it, was just going wild about it and like, what the frick did I just watch? And I just kept seeing it over and over again and I was like, okay, I'm not gonna waste my time. Oh, you need to see it. Like it is, <laughs> it is something. <laughs> and I've just seen The Lion King, so I've I've seen some stuff today. That, <laughs> that is something, honestly. That is some re- real scary shit. <laughs> wow. Okay. On your recommendation, I will watch the trailer. All right. I did that? see the trailer today, however, for the two new Halloween films that are coming out. Oh, yeah. awesome! Yeah. So it was announced that it's been rumoured for a little bit that they were going to be filming two Halloween films this year at the same time. And we kind of imagined that they would be released together. But that's not the case. There's going to be one coming out in next year and one coming out the year after. And it is Halloween Kills and then Halloween Ends. Good. And I mean, like the thing is, like I, I really like the reboot. Um, mm-hmm. I thought it was really well done. But I'm kind of glad that they're going to like do it as a trilogy mm-hmm. because I think that'd be a nice way to round it off. Cause look, let's be honest, Jamie Lee's not getting any younger, so she's not going to be able to keep doing this forever. So I think that's nice that they're looking to kind of round it off. For sure. I'm very, very excited about it. And that obviously is an opportunity for Halloween to be used next year at Halloween Hornets 30, which is always exciting. Thank you. Because, as always, we're looking towards next year before we've even gone to this year's event. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) But, yeah, I'm excited. We've only got four more houses left to announce. So the rumoured ones are House of a Thousand Corpses, which I'm, of course, super excited about. Um, Killer Clown from Outer Space as a house. And I actually went to see a screen of Killer Clown from Outer Space last week, which was so cool. Mm -hmm. And that was put on by Liverpool Horror Club, which are my new favourite people in the whole world. I absolutely adore them. They're so cool. Whoa, hang on. (laughs) Other than you guys. (laughs) (laughs) Other than you guys, obviously. But my my favourite new people. They're very cool. And if you're local to Liverpool, they do screenings of films about every month. But they do, they make like a, a night out of it. So they had the clown performer who was really creepy. They had like a balloon animal workshop. They had popcorn and like themed drinks. And then um, I'd got in touch with John Mazzari and I was like, hey, 
um, a place I go to is put on a screen and on and they sometimes do like Skype interviews and it'd be really cool if like you did it. So I'd got in touch with John Mazzari and I was like, hey, Liverpool Horror Club are doing the screening. It's local to me. I'm going to go. It's exciting. And they do like Skype interviews with directors or people that have been involved with the films. You should totally do it. So he did an amazing interview. It was fantastic over Skype. And then it completely embarrassed me by making me stand up in front of everybody <laughs> and screen in. And I was like, John Mazzari, no. <laughs> <laughs> but they do like cool prints and stuff too. So definitely if you're, if you're around the Liverpool area, follow them on Facebook because the events are very cool. And they're doing a Liverpool Horror Fest in August, which I'm going to be going to. So come along, say hi to me, let's hang out, let's get beers, let's get spooky. It's going to be exciting. But other than Killer Clowns and House of a Thousand Corpses, we've got um, an original house, which is, we talked about on the podcast recently about it being graveyard themed. And we were wondering whether it would be... um, maybe something to do with vampires like Highgate Cemetery in London or whether it would be a true like actual graveyard like ghosty kind of house Mm. so we're unsure and then we have um an IP last minute IP well, possibly. I mean, I don't possibly. know. If, I don't know if um, if it was us that were talking about it, or if it was someone else that was talking about it. But yeah, I, I think you mm-hmm. know there have been certain IPs that have been uh, discussed fairly recently. Yeah, I mean, it's a shame that they had to cut ties with the original that they had, but you know, these things happen. Like you did there. Yeah, I like you did there. That was, that was also very subtle. Uh, yeah, uh, thinking I'm gonna, on my feet. I'm getting I, fast. <laughs> I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna watch it again uh, in the next couple of weeks because uh, my wife hasn't seen it and uh, I want to get myself familiar with it again in case it does it does come out. But one of the things I said to Crane today, we recorded a podcast earlier on because when do I not record a podcast? It's in. Oh, of and um, I was talking about Killer Clowns and I said that. You know, all rumours at this moment suggest that um, it's going to be a house. But I also said, you know, it it worked well for a scare zone. Maybe I'll do it as a scare zone again this year. But I wonder if what, and maybe why we're having this delay is because it's that thing which has happened to them before, which is where they're still waiting for final sign-off on an IP. And maybe that's the reason why they haven't announced Killer Clowns yet, because they can't decide whether it's going to be a house or it's going to be a scare zone, depending on what gets signed. I don't know. I I don't know why there was such a long break. I honestly do believe that a lot of it was Hagrid and that, you know, you don't want to dump out too much all in one go. You want the focus to be on Hagrid for right now. You want to focus on that going as smoothly as you can. Mm. But then I don't know whether something was going on behind the scenes regarding Ghostbusters or they were leaving it late for a reason. I have no idea. I'd like to think that nothing major has gone on behind the scenes other than obviously the original house being replaced with a last minute IP. Mm. But we, we never tend to know until the event is about to start and then people start to talk. <laughs> yeah, true. Uh-huh. But I'm super excited. I'm excited about the scare zones too. Like one of the rumoured scare zones is a Rob Zombie scare zone and I'm all about Rob Zombie. Uh, Rob Zombie to me is the guy that made Edgy's theme music, so I don't really uh, <laughs> have much of uh, an opinion. I absolutely love him, and his new film, Three from Hell, is going to be out soon. I've been super excited about that, but I just don't think it's going to get much of a release in England. I think it's only been released in like 900 cinemas in America. Oh, shoot. I know. So I imagine that that number will be much, much smaller here in the UK. So I don't know when I'll get to see it, but I'm very excited about it. And I love Rob Zombie's music. So I'm all about that scare zone. And then obviously we have the rumoured Zombieland scare zone too. I can't believe we still haven't had a trailer for that yet. For Zombieland? Yeah, doesn't it come out in October? I don't don't know. They're making a second one? Yeah, they're making a second one. What? Sure I, I haven't seen the first one, honestly. So that's on my list of things that I need to watch over the when I'm off. I know. It's I, I've not seen it since it came out, but I remember really enjoying it. Is it British or is it American? American. Is it? Yeah. 
Yeah, is there a British person in it? Uh, Woody Holson. Mm. He's pretty British nowadays. <laughs> I think maybe I'm confused, and it was something else. Yeah, I think I think you are. Uh, Woody Holson. Um, oh, Stone. Jesse Eisenberg. Oh, I'm one hundred percent confused, and it was something else. But I don't know what it is. There. I'm confused. Was, but either way, I haven't seen. Short it. of the No, I haven't seen that either. What? I know everyone always gives me that reaction, but I don't like How British films. <laughs> yeah, I haven't seen that movie either. <laughs> I've seen Tucker and Dale versus Evil. Wait. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't know. Shaun of the Dead just always seemed like it wasn't my vibe. But I was watching Eli Roth's um, History of Horror again the other day. I was watching the zombie episodes, and there was quite a big section in that on Shaun of the Dead. And I was like, maybe... Maybe I'll give it a chance. <laughs> it was like the like the reason why it became such a, a thing is because people like Tarantino jumped on board with it. Like they, they have like it got like released in the UK and they were like struggling to get it released in America and it'd have like these screenings at places um I can't remember the, the places in Beverly Hills, but the the famous cinema over there. And um yeah, like Hollywood jumped on it. Um who's um God, Dawn of the Dead. What's his name? George Romero. Yeah, like he loved it. Didn't he um, get them to be in something else? Yes, like Simon Pegg and like the director of Shaun of the Dead. I think they were in like maybe Land of the Dead or something. They had cameos in that. Hmm. Yeah, I was gonna. I was actually. Um, I was gonna be a zombie in Shaun of the Dead. Oh, what? And, uh, I decided instead to go to my uni class that day. Oh, yeah. Education yeah. from education. Tell me about <laughs> it, stud. Uh, yeah, I mean, just what a stupid thing to do. It wouldn't have, it wouldn't have been a Hollywood career for me, but... I would have watched say, it if you were in it. <laughs> <laughs> just to say that I was in a film would have been amazing. Honestly, yeah. you know, like, um, Hot Fuzz is is amazing. It's It's got some amazing lines in it. Um, you, so you've not seen Baby Driver either then? I've seen Baby Driver. Did you like Baby Driver? I did like Baby Driver. Well, like, ba- like oh, Shaun of the Dead is a zombie version of Baby Driver. I know, but it's British. Yeah, but it's the same director. I know, but it's not the director that I'm going off of. It's like if, if your cast is like majority British, I don't know. I think I just don't get British humour. I think that's what it is. Like, I think I spend so much of my time around Americans. So you've never seen Space, either? Jesus no. Christ, how the... Oh my god! I don't like any British TV shows. I d- like, I just, I don't know what. It, I just can't get on that humor level. Like, I d- I'm not like a dry humor kind of person, and I'm not like a sarcastic kind of person. Like, I like just pure funny funniness. Right. So, so I like comedians like Bert Kreischer, and like I like him like in that. small. I like him in small doses, preferably when he's still got a top on. Um, <laughs> I like. <laughs> I, I say. I say that. I've just. I've just realised. I've said that. I am sitting here topless because. <laughs> um, so I, I am looking like Bert Kreischer tonight. But um, Shaun of the Dead, especially um, the influence for all of like for, for Shaun of the Dead, even though it's a British film, was things like um, you know Dawn of the Dead, um, Night of the Living Dead, um, and. Other kind of zombie films over the years, like it's it's almost like a love letter to those those films that you love. That's what the director was saying on Eli yeah. Roth's History of Horror. He was like, you know, we we really loved these films, and we just wanted to pay like a tribute to them and like how much we loved them. And he was talking about like how his girlfriend had gone away for the weekend, and she was like, "Don't play video games all weekend while I'm away," and he did. And then he went out and on a Sunday morning and the town was like completely deserted and he was like, imagine a zombie outbreak. Yeah. And then that's how he wrote it. And I was like, it's, what you're saying to me sounds cool and I need to get over my British, my hot, British humour fear. Hot Fuzz is essentially, and I think they said this as well, it's, it's like their version of something like Point Break, but set in a sleepy um, old town in England, you know, like full of old people. <laughs> it's like they just take a genre and um you know pay tribute edit with it but whilst also kind of like putting a british spin on it it's uh we will uh we're going to record a podcast we're going to watch another together that's it decided okay. done <laughs> uh, i just I, I 
you're, you've almost made me speechless. <laughs> Everybody has the same reaction, honestly. <laughs> Everyone's like, Amanda, what? Are you kidding? I'm like, no. Right, I'm very yeah. conscious that this is a very short episode and it's almost an hour long. So <laughs> you've got, okay. got Ghostbusters to watch your people. I'm going to join on, on Instagram for a little bit as well once I've finished editing. But I do think we, we should probably, unfortunately, wrap this episode up here. Yes. So thank you so much, everybody, for listening. We really, really appreciate it. We will be back very soon with another announcement, I hope. And obviously next week with our episode all about food at Universal. So if you are picky yet, if you're veggie, if you're vegan, if you just want to try something different, come on along to next week's episode because we will tell you all. And Craig will be especially interested because he reckons he's going vegetarian for the weekend that we're there. Oh, okay, Craig. Yeah. He Wait, while you're on vacation? That's a bad idea. He'll be in a freaking corn dog the second that he lands. <laughs> <laughs> He'll go straight for the turkey leg. I know what he's like. Honestly, <laughs> yes. Okay, so we'll see you guys in the next episode. We love you. Goodbye. Bye. See ya. is part of the After Dark Podcast Network. Thank you for listening to this show. If you would like to support us and the other After Dark Podcast Network shows, please visit our Patreon page at www.patreon.com forward slash disafterdark. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash disafterdark. As well as supporting the show, there are other goodies available, including badges and soon t-shirts available as a thank you for your support.